Okay. I'm Dr. John N.A. Brown. As a TLDR statement, let me offer you this. Most UX heuristics are based on either theories or habits, but ours here at Evolve started from industry best practices and are evolving based on actual conversion data. You can stop there if you want. You've got the statement. If you'd like to stick around and learn more, let's get into it. Heuristic is a complicated word for a mental shortcut. We all use mental shortcuts all the time. It's, it's one of the more clever things about how the human brain works. Um, anytime you make a decision or any kind of a choice without having to think too much about it, um, you're making that decision based on a heuristic, a rule that you're following so that you don't have to think about the same thing over and over again. Now, there are several theories out there uh, about how and why the brain creates and uses heuristics. And I would love to talk with you about that. I'd love to talk to you about the history and development of those theories and about the theory I put forward and published uh, a few years ago myself. But this is not that talk. <laughs> Today, we're just going to be talking about, uh, very briefly, about how and why Evolve uh, developed its series of heuristics based on real-world experiences with online businesses. I think that's really important, and it's going to seem even more important once you understand what everybody else is doing. So let's start from there. Every profession has its own heuristics. Uh, most of the heuristics that any professionals use every day are, by definition, rules that they don't even think about, rules that are strictly followed in their field, but followed unconsciously. They learn the behaviors associated with these rules as they develop their professional expertise. And they don't think about these rules at all, except maybe when they're being broken by someone. Uh, for example, um, one thing that we're all noticing a lot these days is that uh, some of us have differing skills of comfort or different, differing uh, skills and levels of comfort uh, with Zoom calls, uh, video conferencing of any sort. Um, and we are all experiencing the fact that we ourselves are making mistakes in etiquette for video conferencing that we don't even know exist, or else we're watching other people make those mistakes. The etiquette of talking to one another, body language etiquette, facial expression etiquette, whether your attention drifts off somewhere else. These are forms of etiquette, forms of unconscious rules of behavior that we've learned but we haven't learned them specifically for video conferencing, or at least very few of us have. One of the things that we see then is that all of us are having to learn how to behave when a newbie makes a mistake, even if that newbie is us ourselves. So that's most heuristics in the professional setting, but some are directly formally incorporated into formal professional training. Uh, and it's specifically so that we can establish and maintain uh, formal professional standards. Uh, this is true whether it's standards of conduct or standards of product performance or product durability, or whether it's standards of uh, quality review of a process or a product, or uh, of standards of measuring and acting on uh, customer satisfaction. In these cases, the outspoken rules are clearly communicated and clearly explained, and it is just expected that everyone, if they want to be considered a professional, will follow these rules consciously and deliberately. And that, that's true for uh, private uh, companies, for public companies, for uh, groups that set ethics and standards of uh, professional behavior. 
most of the UX heuristics that I've seen applied in the decades that I've been working in the field of, of UX under the name UX and under previous names, most of them uh, come really from a couple of sources. Some of the understanding of heuristics that I see being applied and the way that people apply them goes back to a, a 1974 article in the journal uh, Science by uh, Tversky and Kahneman called uh, Judgment Under Uncertainty, uh, Heuristics and Biases. And that's the basis of a lot of work um, on how the brain forms biases, how the brain performs quick judgment. In fact, in, entire laboratories have been set up, research labs have been set up, trying to look into the three fundamental heuristics uh, that were introduced in that uh, article and to expand upon them and to better understand the brain mechanisms described. Over the last decade, though, most of the UX researchers that I've worked with or uh, whose companies I've consulted with or who I've taught myself were using or are using uh, heuristics that can be traced to a, a more recent source. And uh, that's a couple of papers that were published in 1990 by uh, Molich. And in that work, and since then, uh, Jacob Nielsen has, uh, has focused on a list of 10 heuristics for evaluating UIs, uh, user interfaces. And that's, those heuristics are the basis of the training that's done at the Nielsen-Norman group on that topic. And they are the fundament of the concept of heuristics that most UX practitioners claim to be following. Yeah, I said claim to be. Um, please remember that heuristics are mental shortcuts that we follow unconsciously. And it's the same thing with people who think they're following them deliberately. <laughs> the, the truth is that it's really hard to try to self-calibrate and make sure that the things you think you're doing unconsciously are actually the things you're doing unconsciously. That, that takes a level of self-examination that most of us never get into, this, this, this attempt to map what we believe we're doing to what we're actually doing. It's just a question of, of whether or not your profession or uh, the group of professionals you hang out with or the professional you are uh, has dedicated time and effort to maintaining that calibration. Most of us don't, and it's as simple as that. Most of the UX and optimization professionals I've worked with in the last few years since I came to California are actually just making recommendations based on what's worked for them in the past. And then they talk about those recommendations using the language of the heuristics they think they're following but they're not really. Now, it would be fine if they were tracking the actual things they are doing and taking conscious note of their success or failure and what the rates of those are, and then learning from that, iterating on that uh, in order to improve their recommendations, then that would be fine. It wouldn't matter what the source was if they were iterating on their recommendations according to actual data. So far since coming to California, I haven't seen that once, which is actually why, or one of the reasons why, I accepted this position at Evolve. Here at Evolve, I, I was tasked with something really interesting to do. And th th this started with uh, a survey of the recommendations made in our industry, which recommendations are made as best practices. And uh, I surveyed over a thousand recommendations and condensed them into a list based on the ones that I thought would have highest impact. And we intersected that list with the recommendations made by people uh, that we work with. And this is the cool part. This force rank list is being tracked. The recommendations we make 
are being measured, their performance, once they're actually facing people, their performance is being tracked. And the force ranking of the list changes according to actual performance in conversion, rather than theory or habit. It's a pretty cool idea. It's my idea of exactly how you should apply the scientific method to business purposes. We start by assuming that our recommendations and our understanding of best practices could be disproven with data and follow that up by replacing those best practices according to that data. It's pretty cool, right? So you could say that at Evolve, uh, we won't be making the same old recommendations forever. Our practices are going to change as the data expands. How's that for a heuristic? Following scientific principles improves knowledge over time. Thanks very much for listening. And please remember, these are my opinions. I could be wrong. It wouldn't be the first time today.